Well, welcome to Grace Hill. It's great to be together. Unfortunately, we're back online a little bit, but uh, it's, we are a community that the Spirit's drawn together, and so uh, we're thankful to be, be here. The, our vision is to love God and to love our neighbor and let that drive us back to loving God. Um, so we're going to have a congregational meeting after the worship service. So it'll be on Zoom, right? Just use the Zoom link for Adult Core that's on the website. And um, so you'll remember that early in the fall, we took nominations for deacon, but also for elder. And so we had a lot of deacon nominations, and we've gone through that. We've elected our deacons. We also had five elder nominations, and two of those were also deacon nominations, um, and they felt called to be a deacon. And, um, but one of the people nominated for elder is Mike Musser. So Mike has served on the session in the past, but he's rotated off a few years ago. And so what we're doing here is, so he's been nominated again, and so he doesn't need to be, or wouldn't need to be ordained again, but he's, uh, it's a vote to, put, to have him come back on serving actively on the session. And so that's the, that's the one thing we'll be doing during our congregational meeting um, after the service. But also notice the Women's Bible Study is starting back up again uh, this, when, this coming Wednesday. Uh, contact Kathy or Mary uh, for more information. There, Mary's put together a new 2022 Grace Hill directory that's out um, on the outside in the foyer. Um, so let's, um, let's worship the Lord by offering up to him our tithes and our offerings. Let's uh, give him hearts that are full of worship focused on him, but let's also offer up um, a, our tithes, our offerings, a, a portion of what he's given to us out of worship. Do you remember when we first met him? Do you remember when our friend brought us and said, come meet someone who has told me everything I've ever done? Could, could he be the Messiah? Do you remember when our friend brought us to Jesus and Jesus called us by name? And we were like, how do you know my name? He's like, I, I've known you since the very beginning. I've been waiting for this time where we would finally meet together. We, were, we came to Jesus and we ate with him and we followed him as he went teaching and feeding the crowds. We hung out with him and we called him King and Lord and Savior and Friend. And do you remember, we, do you remember that time when he sent the 12 disciples, those original disciples, out on a mission? 
And we are all gathered together thinking, what's going to happen for them? What, what's, what's the result going to be of this? But it, they came back a little while later and it, they had marvelous tales to tell of how Jesus did amazing things, spiritual works through them. And do you, know, do you remember that time when Jesus sent some of the, his disciples ahead of him into that Galilean town and the town didn't receive Jesus? They didn't want to have anything to do with him. And there was that uncomfortable time when James and John had that suggestion about calling fire down from heaven, and Jesus wasn't very happy about that. And then, do you remember the other time, somebody said, I'll come and follow you, and he, he said, uh, foxes have no holes, uh, but the Son of Man doesn't have any place to lay his head. And then others, he said, go forth and proclaim the gospel. And then, do you remember when Jesus turned to all of us, as we were all gathered around him and said, I'm sending I'm commissioning you all to go out. And we said, wait, we're not part of the 12 disciples. We're not the apostles. Why are you sending us out? And Jesus said, no, I'm sending out 72 different ones. In addition to those 12 disciples, I'm sending you out to go, to go ahead of me, actually, to sort of be the advance team. And so we said, well, Lord, what are we supposed to do? And then he laid out to us, well, first you've got to pray. And then he went through the different things that he, we, he was calling us to do. This morning, I want us to look at Luke chapter 10. We're picking back up in our series on Luke. And we come to this place where Jesus commissions and sends out 72 additional ones. Not, just the, not the apostles, uh, not, the, not the 12 disciples, the apostles, but but a whole big group of additional disciples. He's sending them out ahead of him into various places. And so we're only going to look at just two verses, really, this morning. Because I want us to be able to, I want the word to be able to soak in and to think about, well, where is Jesus sending me? What are the places that he's sending me as his advance team? Um, But I want us to look at, we are commissioned by Jesus to go ahead of him to all the world. And what are we supposed to do? We pray first. So let me read for us Luke 10, 1 to 12. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals. Greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what's set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. 
I tell you, it will be more bearable in that day for Sodom than for that town. Oh, Heavenly Father, would you help us as we look at this passage? Would you help us to receive that no matter who we are, if we are your followers, if we are those who put our hope and trust and faith in Jesus, your death and resurrection for us, that you send us out. Lord, would you uh, speak to our hearts and minds, Lord, whether it's on the video stream or here in present live, Lord, would you speak to us your will and your ways in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have Jesus sending out these, these uh, 72. Now, it's important to realize I put in the bulletin, the, it was chapter 9, verse 1, where in Luke, where he sent out the 12, right? And then later, much later in chapter uh, 9, uh, what, 52 or so, he, um, he sent some ahead into that Samaritan town. And then in verse 60, again, of verse 9, there's been uh, sending some different people. But so, but here is, he's continuing this theme of sending, but now it's this 72 different ones that he is sending out. Um, and uh, he's commissioning them. But so first of all, what does 72 mean? Well, so I think 12 has significance, obviously because the 12 apostles are, are in parallel with the 12 tribes of Israel, right? Jesus is reconstituting Israel in a certain way in the 12 apostles. So what does the 72 mean here? Well, in Genesis chapter 10, there's this, before the Abraham account occurs, there's this list of nations. And in the Hebrew Bible, there's 70 nations there. But in the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, there's 72 nations there. And so, and the Greek translation of the Old Testament was one of the ones that was used most of all in the first century by various people, especially Luke's audience. And so there's a way in which the the 72 means, in one sense, it means everybody, right? It means all the disciples are going out, but it also has this connection with all the nations of the world. So it's kind of a beginning of Jesus' mission to the whole world, not just Israel, but to the whole world. And so, um, and it's 72 different ones. So it's, it's, the ones he sent out were not the ordained people. They weren't the highly gifted people. They weren't the, the ones that uh, you'd think, oh, this is the natural evangelist. We're sending them out. No, Jesus is, in the 72 is sending all of us out. Right? If we're a follower of Jesus, we're being sent. Not on our own strength, but we're being sent ahead of him. So, um, and then the word specifically, the word sent occurs there twice, but notice how in the beginning, it says, after this, the Lord appointed 72. That word appointed can mean commissioned, right? Or designated or assigned. I, I think it's a much more personal word than just sent, right? It's, it's you. I'm going to send you. I, I know who you are, and I'm, I'm going to send you forth, um, it's it really the word was used as a technical term term for a public recognition of an appointed official, and so there's this. I mean, we talk about uh, military people having their commission, right? It's a very specific thing that you were supposed to go and do, right? John the Baptist, the same word was used. John Baptist was commissioned to do what he was doing, and so there's this uh, there's this seriousness to having a commission. 
Um, uh, it's, Jesus has a specific work for each one of us. But, you know, I think there's also a really personal comforting side of that word commission, right? Somebody whose commission is known, right? The, the leader, the one in charge, knows you and says, this is the work I have for you to do, right? Or maybe if you think of it in terms of a coach on a team, right? The coach comes to you and says, you, you know what? Here's the events I want you to swim in this swim meet, and I'm putting you on the relay. Because if, if we, everything goes well, if you're involved with this, we've got a great opportunity to, to get some valuable points and maybe win this meet. So it's very specific, right? It's, it's I know who you are, and I'm putting you in these events. Or this, maybe it's a soccer team, and the coach says to you, you know what? Um, I'm putting you in this position. I'm playing this. But you know what? I know your skills and your gifts. And so every time there's a corner kick, this is exactly what I, the role I want you to play. Right? You are especially able to play this particular role. Um, and so I, every time there's a corner kick, I'm relying on you to, to accomplish this part of it. And so there should be a, a, there's a personal side to being commissioned. Right? All of a sudden, the coach comes to you and knows your name. Ross, I want you in this position. You're like, I didn't even know you knew my name. No, I know your name. Uh, and I, this is what I want you to do. And so we ought to find, we have to find there's a seriousness in commission, but there's also a, a personal comforting side of the Lord knows you. The Lord knows each one of us. And he's commissioning us to a specific work um, in his name. And then notice it says, before his face, uh, or actually it says, it says ahead of him, literally it says before his face. Um, it's because it's really, this call is, is like an advance team, right? It's not go to this village and plant a church and get it done um, and let me know how's it going. Um, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there eventually, but I want you to go ahead of me. Um, and so hopefully that sort of takes some of the pressure off from, the Lord doesn't commission, commission us at, this is where maybe it's different from the military. So he doesn't say, go take that hill and, and you better die trying. He's like, I'm the one at work, but I want you to go ahead of me. Right? I want you to prepare the ground. I want you to water and plant seeds and stir up the ground ahead of me because I'm the one coming. We see a good picture of that in the, it's the fourth quote in the bulletin. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3, I planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who water are one, and each will receive his wage according to his labor, for we are God's fellow workers. So there's a very there's a important sense we have to hang on to that you know, the Lord is the one who would change hearts. The Lord's the one that brings healing and compassion. The Lord's the one who can bring about the spiritual realities that, we're, that mission requires. But we're being sent ahead. We're being called to be faithful in a commission. We're called to break up the ground or to water or to plant or some aspect of it. But it's God who gives the growth. So Jesus is commissioning all of us, right? Not just the, the ones with lots and lots of gifts, not, the or, not just the ordained people, not just 
the person that you think, oh, that, they would be a good person to go forth. Jesus is commissioning all of us. That's the point of the, the 72. And so in one way or another, um, it's, I want us to reflect upon how is he commissioning you, right? What city or place is he sending you in advance of him? He's going to go, he's going to get there himself, right? But he's sending you ahead of him. What are those places that he's sending you? And maybe part of it's like, it's where has he already put you, right? And maybe that's, maybe he's already got you there. What, what are, what's going on in the places that he has put you, right? Are, are, are you able to uh, stir up the ground, to sow, to, to water, uh, to do some preparation work as you wait for him to come? Um, so what's your assignment? And what's the spiritual situation in the places where he's put you? Right? Think about your neighborhood, right? your workplace, your grocery store, your gym. What are all the places where the Lord has made to be, has put you in the midst of people? What's the spiritual situation in those places? Um, that's, that's, part, that's what, part of what goes into figuring out where has the Lord sent me and, and what, how do I work out this commission that he has given to me. But you might ask, even now, right? Right now doesn't seem like the time to talk about mission, Ross. Uh, we can't, we're kind, of, we're kind of going back into bubbles right now, right? We're kind of quarantining, maybe. Uh, it doesn't really seem like the time. Well, this is the time in the text. This is, this is what the, the Lord's timing for us in Luke is. Um, but I think... Jesus' first words here help us answer that. Because what does Jesus say in verse 2? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. The very first thing Jesus calls them to do before sending them is, I want you to be praying. Right? I want you to be praying about this harvest, about uh, praying for more workers, Right? So he doesn't immediately say, okay, here's what you need to do, this, this, and this, all right, get going. Before he says anything, he says, pray. And so this is as far as we're going to get this morning, because I just want, I don't, I don't want the water to rush off of our hearts. I want it to sink in. The Lord has a commission for us, and the very first step to do is that we are to pray. So pray about what? So first, it's a harvest, Right? So I think perhaps for some of us, there's a sense that we need to, for, for all of us, we need to figure out there is a harvest. The Lord has a harvest. It's not my harvest. It's not your harvest. It's Jesus' harvest. And it's important to the Lord, right? So we, we might need to ref, sit and reflect with the Lord and realize the harvest is a really important, serious thing that the Lord is working out. That really the Father and the Son and the Spirit got together from all eternity and said, Let's gather a harvest. Let's, let's save um, a people unto ourselves. Right Before any of us were born, before creation, God said, let's, let's do this great work of salvation. It's, it was what was on the Lord's heart and mind from all eternity. And so it's this harvest that the Lord has called us to be part of. Um, so it says, pray for workers. Right? So... Uh, the harvest is important, the, the, the need is important, but Jesus says the workers are few. And so we should pray for workers. Uh, 
but notice how the prayer kind of goes, it almost, it's sort of like pray yourself into being a worker, right? Pray, um, therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers uh, into his harvest. And so you might also begin to pray, Lord, would you help me to be a faithful worker? Would you help me to be wherever you have commissioned me? Help me to see where you're commissioning me. And then, Lord, I, I need help to be faithful in the midst of this. Um, it, it, it may well be that um, you're, some of you are, are online, you're entering into bubbles. Some of us, others of us might need to start to bubble up, but hopefully in several weeks, um, things will be much better. But it doesn't matter whether you're quarantined or not, we can pray. And so praying for the harvest, praying for ourselves as workers um, is essential. And it might even need to be you start with, Lord, forgive me because I, I haven't made good use of your call to me in the past. Lord, I, perhaps you realize, Lord, I, I haven't done a great job of the commission you've given to me in the past. I've, I've been more concerned with my comfort than other people's needs. I've, I've, gotten, I've busied myself with things that aren't the most important. Lord, have mercy on me. Please forgive me. And let the Lord renew you and restore you just like he did Peter after Peter denied him Right? Jesus says, go and feed my lambs. Um, so don't, don't let past difficulties uh, or, or weaknesses keep you from this, but um, pray for the Lord's mercy and, and, and help and, and for him to show you uh, what is it. And, so, and then maybe even this week, start to pray, Lord, would you, you've sent me as an advanced team, different places, Lord, would you please come to my office. Lord, would you please come in new, fresh ways to my neighborhood? To Here's these neighbors that I, I know of and have a relationship with. Would you please come to them? Lord, would you come to my family? Uh, would you come to my gym? Would you, the grocery store? Lord, this harvest is important. Would you please come and work in the midst of the places you've put me and help me to be faithful as the advanced team there, Lord? Um, so, will you embrace his commission? You are part of the 72. What is the Lord's commission on your lives? It's, it's, the first step is to, to be quiet and spend time with him to say, Lord, what is it? What does that look like? But then the second step is to pray. To pray for the harvest, to pray for yourself, to pray for the Lord to be at work in people around you, building his church and his kingdom. So our call is to ask the Lord, where has he put us? Uh, pray to understand what that looks like, what your place is. Pray for your place on the advanced team. And pray that the Lord will come with his spiritual power to change lives. The Father and the Son, the Spirit, they, they chose you from all eternity. Right? They had a plan before there was time to say, yes, let's draw him into this family. Let's draw her into this family. Right? You're part of his great harvest. But now he's called the harvest, those who have been harvested, those who he's drawn near to, he's commissioning us to go forth and to call others, to break up the ground, to um, sow seeds, to water in his name. And so um, we'll continue in the weeks ahead to, to look at the rest of this passage, but um, what is his commission upon you?
and this week. Let's spend time praying about that. Father, would you help us to understand how these words to the 72 impact and intersect each one of our lives? Holy Spirit, would you apply your word to us? Would you give us clarity? Would you help us to see clear pathways ahead of even this afternoon, tomorrow, this next week, what does it look like for us to be commissioned into uh, the harvest? Help us, Lord, lead us first of all in our prayers. Help us to pray about the harvest, to, and would you reveal to us how important your harvest is? Lead us, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to reflect on this passage with our prayer confession. It's at the top of the back of the bulletin. Let's read this together. God, we often think mission is only for the 12, but Jesus, you are commissioning all of us. We can feel thrust out on our own, but you are sending us to go ahead of yourself. Sometimes we are overwhelmed. Sometimes we rush forth unreflectively. Help us to sit prayerfully with you. Jesus, in your compassion and strength, to know your call upon us. Father, we want to hear Jesus' voice, to understand his commission to us. We long that Jesus' mission for us would be grounded not primarily in our own need of purpose, but in the goals and desires that you are unfolding in the world. Thank you that Christ came and gave himself to fulfill your eternal purpose. Help us to pray for the harvest as Jesus directed. Spend a moment now in quiet confession and reflection. Lord, when you sent, when you gave us your missionary call at the end of Matthew 28, Lord, thank you that you said at the end of it all, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus, thank you that you are with us all, each one of us, right now and to the end of the age. You are with us with forgiveness. You are with us with compassion. You are with us with Holy Spirit, strength, strength beyond our capacities. Lord, would you renew us and restore us? Would you build up the things that are weak within us? Would you help us to worship you more joyfully? Would you help us to have greater hope and confidence in you? Would you help us to look for the day when you will set all things right? But Lord, would you help us also in this time to understand your call and commission to us? Help us, Lord, to fulfill your purposes. Your harvest is beautiful and good. Help us to uh, understand our place in the midst of it. 
And in your name, Jesus, we pray all this. Amen. So we've come to a time, our service, where we take up, or we uh, have, get to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. If those that are helping to serve the Lord's Supper would come forward. The Lord's Supper is a time to remember the Lord, to remember He has all the resources that you need. Um, he has forgiveness, he has strength, he has compassion, he has purpose, he has direction um, for each one of us. But let's also meet with the Lord. We remember the Lord and his ben- all of his benefits, but let's meet with him. Let's let him come near to us and speak to our hearts and our minds and have a, um, a sense of his love upon our hearts. The night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took the cup. Likewise, he took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus has given us his covenant. He's given us his love in the, in the form of a covenant, his promises to us that will always be true. So go ahead and take the elements and please hold them till we've all been served. the body, the precious body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take and eat. The cup, the new covenant in his blood, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Take it and drink.
Oh Lord, we love you and worship you. We thank you that you are in our midst. And as we partake of this, this seal and sign that you gave to us, Lord, would you pour your grace and mercy upon our hearts and our minds? Would you dwell with us by faith? Would enable us to have a sense of your love on our hearts? Would you enable us to have a sense of your resources, your strength and mercy to go forth serving you in the places you've put us? And we ask this in Jesus' name.